always telling me how I felt. My car was always telling me to put on my seatbelt. The stop sign is always telling me to stop. And half a mile later, I get the same thing from that cop. The world is always telling me what to do. Don't hold your breath until your face turns blue. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do crack cocaine. Don't jump without a parachute out of a plane. Don't drink your craft beers through your plastic straws. Don't support gun rights or gun control laws. Don't go to a funeral pretending you're dead. Don't name your kid Richard if your last name's Head. Don't go up in the dirigible or down with the ship. Don't request wagon wheel if you're not gonna tip. There's a whole lot of don'ts, but there's one big do. Listen to this podcast, whatever it means to you. All right, whatever it means to you, podcast, episode 50. Here we are, gentlemen, episode 50. I can't believe we made it to episode 50, Shane. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I Who feel like it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, just to give you a heads up, normally what we do, uh, as many of you know, we, we bring someone in here who's doing cool things amongst the community. We pick their brain, find out what they're doing. If that's what you're kind of expecting from this episode, you're it's not, not it. what you're getting. Um We've both had kind of both. I say we both. We've all had hectic, hectic days, so to speak. Been going nonstop. We're in here late on a Saturday night. We've all worked full days, and we wanted to do something special for the fiftieth episode. So I was talking with Shane. I was like, "What should we do?" When we're talking about all these guests we can get, and I was like, "No, you know what? Forget that. I'm just gonna bring in people that I like. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, which not. To, I like all of my guests. So just." So we so we understand that, but anyway, tonight we have uh, uh, three guys that are pretty much all brothers to me. We have my real brother, uh, Matthew, aka Warren to the rescue, Cramblet. Hey, hey, right in front of me. I've got Colt Austin over I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, some of you know Colt from I believe episode six. He is the uh, the guy that makes all the magical things happen with the coffee at Amavita Coffee. It's magic. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I've got Shane sitting next to me as well. So we're going to throw down where we, we have, uh, I've been saving some really great beers for this. We have some Sweetwater Dank Tank Fresh Sticky Nugs. I don't believe they've brewed it for probably, what, four or five years. Yeah, at least. And Colt hit me up a couple, you know, probably about a month ago and said, hey, dude, they have a bunch here. I said, buy as much as they'll let you buy and I'll get it all from you. So I saved some of that for this episode. We've also got some Michter's American whiskey here that we're probably going to get into as well. But uh, but anyway, thank you guys for coming on to the podcast, man. Fifty episodes. Yeah, um, you know, congratulations to you on this epic journey you've been on, and uh, thank you, congratulations. Man. I was just noticing, like before we started, how I was in here on uh, the seventeenth of September of last year, and it really time has flown. Yeah, that's because, crazy. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You got a lot of guests. Um, I don't. You didn't have a. You didn't have a child last time you were in here. No, it was right before a, a living human <laughs> child. It was right beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. You just celebrated her first birthday in October, correct? Yeah. yeah, man. She's she's freaking great. She's awesome. She's just started walking. She's got twelve teeth. Got her in daycare. She's still mumbling and jumbling around, but she's fantastic, man. I mean, if any of you have children, you know the joys of that first year, and now it's. Terrible twos are coming. I'm what I've been told as well. But uh, yeah, well, at least it's not the terrible thirteens yet, where they tell you to fuck you for the first time, right? No, I mean that still happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you're a <laughs> yeah. lot closer to that, buddy. Matt has like a preteen. You have a double digit. Yeah, she just turned child. ten a couple weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> oh my god, so I'm ready for it. Shout out, some of you may you some of you may actually know 
uh, my niece Ainsley. She was part of the Funky Blue Shack episode when we went live at Funky's for the Cousin Dan episode. It was one of my prouder moments to have my eight-year-old at the time in a a Cousin (laughs) Dan show at midnight. (laughs) It's an experience for her. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, cheers, guys. Thank you for coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks We're about to do this. Man. There's there's really no um there's no structure here. There's no rhyme or reason. We're just gonna talk about some things. Get going. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. So what's new with you? I'm gonna turn this around for a second. Oh. And man. see what's going on. Uh well, what's new with me? Um recently, the last two weeks have been a whirlwind. Uh the the local band Imogene decided they were gonna make a move to Nashville, which I've been managing them for about four years, so we we had about a month long build up to the that show at Next Level. We thought, like, for a local band doing a ticketed show, you don't sell tickets. Local bands don't sell tickets here. Like, you know, they can see you how many nights of the week locally. So we said, well, we're gonna try and sell tickets to this farewell show. Let's see how it goes. And we said, if we can sell two hundred, that'll be awesome. That'll be great. Let's sell two hundred. Well, the day before the show hit, I got a call from our ticket broker, and he's like, yo, we've sold 350 tickets, pre-sales. And I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. All right. Well, anyway, by the end of the night, there ended up being over 700 people in that. They had 700 armbands. They ran out of armbands. That's fantastic. For people in there. So that was a that was a really great send-off to, to Imogene. And then I also celebrated my birthday and anniversary, which is one day apart. Uh, went to New Orleans, saw a really great band called The Night Game. I would recommend anyone listening to them. If you like 80s retro type, type I stuff, I want to love it. I want to love it. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I saw them at a place called Gaza Gaza in New Orleans. Have any of you all ever been to Gaza Gaza? Uh, no, I haven't. It's in Uptown. And when I walked in there, the, like, the main room, I thought I was in a side room at first. I was like, where's the... Oh, that's the stage. It's it's a room smaller than Funky Blue Shack. Mm. So I was like, wait a second. I'm about to see this band. So how many how many people were there? Like roughly? Uh, probably I think 200 had to be a sellout. 200 max. Yeah. Smaller is smaller room than Funky Blue Shack. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is really great. So we sat up front. Every like as the singer's walking in, like he looks at me and grabs me, and he's like, "Thanks for coming, man." Like just <laughs> like man, and I'm like, yeah, you know. And afterwards, we got to take pictures with him, meet him, talk to him. All that stuff, just a, a really great show. So that's really been what's new with me, man. You know, just working, uh, getting at it. You know, right on. So, what about you all? Go for it, Matt. What's new with you, Slugger? <laughs> what's new? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, as Jared said, a young precocious daughter that just hit double digits, ten years old. Uh, it's been a little weird since the last time I was on the podcast a few months ago. Had a rough go of it too. Not only has she turned ten, we've also had to in the last three or four months have a couple of discussions that one might expect to have with a child around that age. What, so, what type uh, of discussions? So the the first one that came back was the whole sex discussion. That's so that little, was pleasant. That's young, I guess, but you're kid smart. I, I don't I don't know what normal I, is as far as young goes. I was about eight or nine when it happened. And, I don't and as soon as he learned, he came and told me, and I was about five. Yeah, like I remember we lived in Alaska at the time, and I remember asking him, I was like, So the guy pees in the girl, and he's like, Well, kind of, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So that that was a weird discussion to have. You know, had the discussion and talked about all you know, various things that can happen with that type of the discussion. And 
bought her a couple of books, so got that out of the way. You didn't pass it off to the wife to have that conversation? We did it together. Okay. We we did it together. Would I have rather passed it off to the wife? Absolutely. But a a funny side story is, like, right after this happened, I went over to Pensacola to hang out with him one night. I think we had some work to do, and then we were hanging out afterwards. And as soon as I walked in the house, Ainsley's on the couch reading a book. And I made the mistake of walking up to her and be like, what are you reading about? And she was reading one of the books that he gave her. And I think it was... What was the title? What I think title? I, I, I don't want to misspeak, but I think it might have been about, like, not your typical ways of having sex. Well, well, that's a good point because that's what we had to do. I remember being eight or nine. Yeah. yeah so at eight or nine years old, I got the kind of the sex talk from dad. And I remember it just being very basic. Here's what the boy does. It, this is the girl's process in this. So this is basically what happens. Uh, but the books now, and it was kind of good because it enabled us to have a more thorough discussion. But the book will go into not just, you know, especially for a girl, what's going to happen as far as body development and maturity and things like that. And not just what we might consider regular sex, you know, with, with all the different things today, people are much more open. So we've had to have the talk of, here's what a boy and a girl do when they have sex. Here's how two girls, because she has friends with two mommies. So here's how two girls might have sex. Uh, A good friend of hers, they live in the same building as we do. Um, She has, she lives with two dads. Here's how two dads would have sex. So whereas I remember kind of understanding it, but not, having the full broad spectrum of the different things that can happen. Well, yeah. And I, and, and that's, I didn't want to misspeak, but I'm pretty sure when I asked her what she was reading about, I'm pretty sure it was about butt sex. Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, We're trying to be progressive, you know, I I don't think it's progressive. I just think it's realistic. Yeah. I think it's realistic. And I think it's because we are a little bit more progressive. It's more acceptable. I think to talk about that with a child today, because I know that, when I had the discussion that was, you know, 30 years ago, there was, there was no discussion about uh, two girls or two boys yeah. or, or how that might happen. So had that, that was the first big discussion. <clears throat> and then about a month later, she comes home from a weekend at her grandmother's and basically calls bullshit on the tooth fairy. Uh, she caught, she caught Nana with the whole tooth fairy thing. And again, it's about the same age that I was when I learned that those things weren't exactly real. So being, you know, so butt sex versus the tooth fairy. Yeah, butt sex came before the tooth fairy. <laughs> okay. Just FYI. Just making sure I got, I'm following the story. <laughs> yeah, th- that came first. So we, at this point, she basically looked at us and said, don't, don't lie to me. And we said, so what do you think? And she goes, I think you're the tooth fairy. So we confirmed that that's what it was. And being a fairly smart child, she goes, well, what about the Easter bunny then? Okay, check that box. Yeah, the Easter bunny's not real. And her eyes well up a little bit. Are you Santa? I mean, at that point, what are you going to do? And she's just you can't go, down. no, yeah. you know, Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy, that's bullshit. But Santa Claus, totally real. You know, you just can't do so that. So you just so crushed all of her dreams and hopes uh, in one afternoon. Yeah, with, within about a 30-day span, we learned about <laughs> butt sex and that Santa wasn't real. She so. ain't with God after Santa, right? She hasn't done that yet. Okay. We'll see what happens. So I'm just later. saying, I mean, if you're going Tooth Fairy, Santa... I mean, the next step must, I mean. Yeah, I think we've got it. a similar mind in that. Um, but I mean, Easter Bunny is close to Good Friday. It, it is. It's very, you know, Christmas is. Yeah. How, okay, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Matt, how yeah. do you, or Warren. Um, how do you answer that question? Yeah, so I think right now my wife and I might have slightly different ways that we would answer that question. Um, at this point, 
for a couple of different reasons, we've chose to allow her to believe in a deity, if you will. Um, but she also has relatives and friends and family that she goes to more conservative type churches that don't necessarily, you know, preach the things that I believe. So that's kind of the tough part there is, you know, do I just give my opinion and say, this isn't real and blah, blah, blah. So what we try to do is at this point, we are, you know, there's someone looking out for you. There is a God, but we've explained very clearly, okay, use your brain. Noah's Ark, does that make sense? You know, speaking seven days, does that make sense? No, it doesn't. So at this point, it's use it for the good stories about helping people and loving each other and doing good things and being nice and being humble, uh, but don't necessarily believe that a dude lived in lived in a whale's belly for three days and that somehow Noah got two of every kind of animal. So that's I mean, kind of where I, I we think are that's right the now. approach. That's I'm excellent take parenting. As well. yeah. yeah. Can we give him a? Can that's give progressive. Him a, yeah. Can we give him a round of applause? Very progressive. <laughs> Uh, but no, that, that, that's a tough one. And still even, you know, my wife and I are, we've got some similarities and beliefs, but she was christened in the Episcopal church and, and still has some of those beliefs. So, um, you know, we try to obviously keep it consistent with, mm. with the kid. Uh, but that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting one. So one, one quick aside that, uh, because in her mind, she doesn't, she doesn't understand that it's not all real because with certain people that the only time she goes to church is, is with family members that are very good to her and love her very much. But she's hearing that every single word in that book is absolutely 100% literally true. And that's when I'm going to go, nah, that's kind of bullshit. So yeah. yeah, Like what kind of shirt are you wearing? Is that mixed fibers? It it might be mixed fibers. Well, so a couple of ways that we hit it and we try not to be, you know, judgmental, what we always tell her is, okay, I'm going to tell you something, use your brain, think logically, what does your brain tell you? And so I pulled out a Bible. We've got a Bible in the house. It's not, not a big deal. Do you have a Book of Mormon? We, I do not have a Book of Mormon. That's I next, got one for that's you. That's next on yeah. the list. They came I've over. got one too. They yeah. came over. So, you know, we pull, out, we pull out the verse that says, okay, if you tell me the Bible is entirely true, I said, so you have such and such, your friend, they live you know, just a couple floors down. What does it say about two men or two women that what we talked about just a couple months ago, what happens? And she said, well, it says that that they should be put to death. I said, okay, so if you're telling me you believe the whole thing, I should go down right now and I should kill this person and this person. Should I do that? And she goes, well, no, of course not. So, well, why not? She's like, it's not very nice. You shouldn't kill them. They should be able to love whoever they want. I said, okay, so we're not going to talk much more about this, but think about that logically. You just told me that you've been told the entire thing is real, but then you just told me that I shouldn't go kill this person and, and that person. And then we did the whole David and Goliath thing. I'll get off the topic after this. But if you go in first in the book of, I believe it's First Samuel, when you hear the story of David and Goliath, it very clearly says that David killed Goliath. But if you go to the very next book, Second Samuel, it says that someone named Elhanan killed Goliath. And then if you go to the New Testament, it tells you that Elhanan killed the brother of Goliath. So I said, well, what, what do you believe? Did David kill Goliath? She's like, of course David killed Goliath. Well, how do you know? Well, that's the story I always hear, and that's what the Bible says. I said, well, yeah, it says it in this book, but look at the very next book. And you could tell you don't want to make it a big deal. You don't want to shatter any more hopes and dreams, but you kind of see your eyes go. I said, well, so is it David or is it Elhanan? She goes, well, I still think it's probably David. They, they might have gotten that wrong. Mm-hmm. So then you just kind of leave it without turning it into... Yeah, ima- imagine a 10-year-old can grasp that concept. Um, but, uh, but old people. <laughs> but like like people. 70-year-olds can't. 
Well, and I think, too, part of the reason just for that particular example is I don't believe most seven-year-olds have ever been pointed towards that verse, which is why they still believe that it's David. I don't know that they're willfully choosing not to believe something. I think that that part of it has been purposely kept away because if a 10-year-old gets it, you would hope that a grown adult would see one book, it was this person, and the very next book, like saying on Tuesday, you know, Colt robbed a bank, and then in the very next book, on Tuesday... Shane robbed a bank. Well, who was it? That's Shane? possible. <clears throat> could have been both of them. They, they could have said, you hit First National and I'll get Wells Fargo. Yeah, could have been both of them. I don't yeah. know about that. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's the, the joy of parenting that you're going to have <laughs> to do. I, that I have to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Cole, you're, it's on the way, Just buddy. wait till you can have like full conversations when, when you can yes. ask them questions it's and like, see them. I mean, we're at the stage now, man. She's like 14 months and... Uh, I mean, she's at that stage where she's comprehending, you know, things that are being taught to her. You say, where's your eyes? She touches her eyes. I got a shirt that has three eyeballs on it. She's, like, counting them, like, not saying one, two, or three, but blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can kind of see it, and it's kind of, it's really exciting to see them be able to understand and comprehend, like, what you're trying to teach them. Those should be clean. I cleaned those. But, it, bourbon, but if not. Bourbon rock glasses. But, uh, <coughs> but anyway, go ahead. But I was just saying, I mean, she's at a point now where you can obviously see that she's comprehending what she's learning or stuff that's being taken in. So I'm really looking forward to the fact when I can, you know, have those conversations. I mean, mean, both of you being fathers, what's it like when when you realize that you have something that you are legitimately responsible for? that being living and not, not only living, but like living in a, in, in a proper way, maybe in a better way than you did that you can show them. Like what does that responsibility weigh hard on you? I mean, like, I, do you lose I, sleep over it? I do mean, you think about it? Cause that's, I don't have any children and I don't know that I will, but that's, that's what I am deathly afraid of is that, that I have something that, I am 100% responsible for that if something bad happens to, regardless if, if I was there to handle it or not, like your child was hurt and you weren't there to help them. You weren't there. Yeah. Right. I mean, is that, I mean, is that, is that an all the time? Does that ever fade? Does that thought ever fade? Cause like the, all I can think of is at the, at the chance of having a child, um, that's you're, you're their North star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I, mean, I, I can say it, at, after ten years it hasn't faded yet. So will it later? I I, I don't doubt it. it. Did you find that it, it got stronger as the years progressed? I think like, it does when you realize. Yeah, because I think when they're so young, they it's exactly what Jared said. You realize you're responsible for everything. Like I have to keep with, this without, thing alive without <laughs> doing everything. Without doing everything for them at that age, they will die, and that's a weird thing. But then you get to where I am right now, and you know, good example. Had a great Thanksgiving with the family, and um, you know, my daughter at ten for the first time shot a bow and arrow and shot a pellet gun. Um, so it's one of those things that it's not the same worries, but then the worry is, is the worry okay? Well, please don't kill yourself. You know, while you're doing this, but then you think, well, I had a pellet gun at eight years old or nine years old. And, you know, you had one as well. But the other part of it is, too, you don't want them to, what happens if I'm inside watching the football game, and what happens if she's outside and something happens, or she gets hurt, or things like that. So 
I think it's interesting. It's difficult to be where you're at, where you're literally responsible yeah, I mean, that's to why, do that's, everything. That's why I asked if it got you know different when she was. Yeah, I think different. Versus... Different's a good word because at this point you're probably like, I can't wait for the time when this kid can just go to the fucking bathroom by themselves. <laughs> I'm tired of t- changing diapers. Yeah, but then... I mean, dude, I love it. I mean, it's it's a really transition from how I used to be with how I thought about things. And, you know, I used to get into trouble and go out like everybody does here and there, kind of in our younger days beforehand. But the fact that, you know, I think I have more responsibility for my wife as well. It's not just the baby. Sure. You know, it's because it's like you have two people you're trying to take care of. I mean, once you get married, that's the initial step. But, man, it's like I don't get to see my kid at all Like, because I go to work usually before she gets up. And then I get home at 530. Her bedtime's 730. So I get to see my kid like two hours a day. Like, And it's really cheesy, but... I love her so much, man. It's like all I think about, like at work sometimes, is like hanging you get to out go with and see your kid. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like because honestly, like you blink your eye. I just made the comment about September seventeenth last year. I mean, shit, man. That was like a year ago, and it always like it just flashed before my eyes. I'm like, man, my kid's like a year old. She's like, because the fact that you know she's one years old, like you know, getting to eighteen months or whatever that's going to move away and she's going to act differently. She's going to, you know, respond differently to what you're doing. So like you said, like going in and watching the game, it's like, I can't do anything. Cause two seconds later, she's like back falling off the couch and she hit her head the other day. Cause I just reached over to grab my water cup and then she just, just hit the floor, and I was like, "What the hell yeah. happened?" But you'll you still know? you'll still do that eight years later. You'll be there, and you know that she's ninety nine point nine nine. But it's but fine. it's a good feeling. But you're I mean, still I, worried. Where is she? I, is I, she okay? I feel joy in doing that, though. Like having a kid and being that sole responsibility to teach them things or just take care of them. It's like it's been a shift. I've been selfish, like in my twenties and stuff. And I still kind of am, but at the same time, it it feels good to have that responsibility. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, having a child and someone who doesn't have a child, there's a difference in the level of selfishness? I would think so. Because it's it's weird. I mean, I don't know, man, because everybody's different. Or, or is it just like, this is what we got to do? It, or is it like, okay, this is what we got to do today? It's kind of like that. But <laughs> hey, I mean, cheers. Let's, uh, let's drink some yeah. whiskey. I mean, it's like me and you are veterans of the United States Air <laughs> yes, Force. Yes, we are, sir. So we Actually, we went and saw Shane for Veterans Day. Yeah, yeah we did. You didn't get lasagna. We, I didn't get my <laughs> Veterans Day lasagna. Uh, here's the not having kids, homie. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Congratulations, buddy. man. You guys will have kids one day. Hey, that's, Everybody That does. is by a, a very distinct choice so yeah. far. So but uh, so your your original question was, is is it a selfishness issue? Is that what I heard? Between no, the... no, no, no. Uh, I think Colt made the comment of he was selfish. And uh, from what I gathered, he feels less selfish now that he has a child. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have yeah. to be. Yeah. Because yeah. you so, can't do what you want and you can't buy what you want. I mean, when you want. But I think that's also kind of bullshit because I think that some people have kids for selfish reasons. I agree. 100%. 100%. Some people yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I don't think that just having a kid makes you less you know, or unselfish. I mean, yeah. I guess no, that, that's yeah. an interesting point. I mean, if you have a kid, be, are you talking about someone um, having problems with the wife? If I just if we have a kid, that'll make it uh, oh, better. No, that'll there's, fix there's a hundred, hundred reasons. Or, yeah. yeah, it's it's I want a kid because of 
whatever. Yeah. Two kids. All my, all my right other out. friends have kids. I need one too. It's a selfish reason. Whatever. I think I think it can be. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely like like I made the comment about the Air Force. It's unless you are there. I mean, you you just know what you've heard and the perception of what you think is there. Because I mean, it's going to change regardless. You're you. You're you. You know, we're all different, but at the same time, like, once you have that experience, it's kind of like, I don't want to say you're in a club, but you understand. Like, me and you went to basic training. People that haven't don't know what that, that's like to go through, and everybody yeah. has different experiences, but, you know, it's, you can relate, I guess, more to some people that have kids. You trade stories, you see what works, what doesn't, and well, it does. Yeah, you, you understand it, something that other people don't. And that, but yeah. that's, that can be applied to anything. He just it said can. that. He, he just said that with the Air Force oh, okay. story. Yeah. yeah. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're right. It could be applied to anything. You know, the only thing that gets me, and again, it's just a, it sh- I shouldn't care. It's just a stupid pet peeve. But so I'd agree. Everyone's a different parent. Some people are more or less selfish because of it. But the one thing that gets me, quite honestly, is the people, and it's very cliche. Well, my dogs are like my babies. That's <laughs> bullshit. No. Okay. No. I'm sorry. I love animals. And I know it takes a lot of work to care for one, and I'm not demeaning the work that you put in to care for animals, but don't fucking tell me that raising a dog is like raising a child. You're not even is close it, to It's the not same. even Isn't the same thing. Isn't that shit on your screen? Doesn't it say like dog dad or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you are. I mean, to be fair, you're a dog yeah. dad. You got fur I don't. I don't compare that to being a real <laughs> right. dad. Have a kid like, in the next kind couple of a, years. That's kind of a see. joke to me. Yeah. No, like know. it's a that's a it's tongue in cheek. Right. No. You know? yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah. Um, when when people talk about their kids, I don't immediately start start talking about my dogs. No, you don't. There's people <laughs> yeah. that do that. I, oh, yeah. I have, yeah. I have, you know, Bobby, and he's just like that. No, no, he's not. He's not. But I mean, it's a cool thing. I think probably both Colt and I would agree. Yeah. Um, but anyone also that tells you that it's always wonderful and it's always no, no it's not. No, I tell people it's the most wonderful, beautiful, shittiest thing ever. Yeah, it's everything. It's it's probably more more similar to a relationship or a marriage where the highs, like and you've been there, you have the highs. They're incredible. You're like this is the greatest thing ever. And the lows, you want to fucking go out and yeah, we're just all by, we're all bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, good experience. You should. So, question: Are you? What what's the plan for that? Uh, is it, man, is it time for the, a little Jared. Uh, well, <laughs> man, we're uh, Kelby and I are in a, we're in a really kind of strange place right now because for the last four years, uh, a majority of my life was uh, was Imogene or Continuum, right? Uh, almost every day, all day, all the time, and I'm still working with them all the time now, but it, kind of in a lesser sense. Like I'm I'm not handling as much of the day to day stuff. I'm handling more of the big picture stuff, and. Kelby's also kind of in a strange place for now because she's back in school. She's going to graduate in a year. She's going to have a, a certification. Um, I'm to the point now to where with the amount of work I've done and, and the experience I have and with my degree, I, I can probably find a job in any location that I'd like to. And and she might be able to as well. So we're kind of trying to figure that out right now. Like the next year, we're just going to kind of ride it out. But then we're going to have to make that decision of, okay is Destin our home like is this where we are now or do we want to try to find another place you know find new jobs whatever I don't know it's 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 we're super optimistic we both have a lot of opportunities but at the same time uh, if for some reason a kid got thrown into that equation right now it just I don't think it'd be a 
an appropriate time. So, but I mean, who gets to plan that? Did you plan your child, Warren? No, not at all. No, Colt, you did. You did plan yours. Oh yeah, I yeah. had to, I had to get science on board with mine. <laughs> so not yeah. you know, but uh, I mean, it's not planned, man. And there's never a perfect time to have a kid. Just yeah. like there's never a perfect time to do other things. Yeah. You know, it's just you make it work. And I I will tell you this though, I don't feel the need to like reproduce for my genetics to live on. Okay. Well that, I mean, that's, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense because I think, and it goes to what something that Shane was saying. And again, Talking I'm not being selfish. It's being selfish. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not going to pass judgment on any other parents or why they decided to have kids. But to me, just my own opinion, that's exactly what Shane was talking about. To me, selfishness would be, I got to have a kid. Well, why do you have mm. to have a kid? Because everybody else has one, or because that's what I you're supposed one. to do. Okay, yeah, because I, I want, want one. one. If yeah. I mean, to me, that speaks more. I don't know if selfish yeah. is the perfect word, but I I would consider you a more selfish person. Because some people would say, "Well, you're selfish because you don't want to have a kid, and how mm. dare you?" And that means yeah. that you're selfish and you only care about yourself. I don't think so. I think it's more selfish to say, "Well, I should do it just because," well, just because. Mm. Uh, to me, that that's the wrong reason. Yeah. But if you're a good parent too, you can't really be that way if you have a child because if you're going to be a good parent and you're going to teach them well and just do what you're supposed to do the genuine thing to take care of a, another human being that you just brought into the world yeah, yeah but I mean, people will be well, well let me ask you this though yeah. you, <laughs> let me ask you this though there's probably not been a time yet because your child is so young there's probably not been a time yet to where you feel like you fucked up like you're a failure like why did I do this I messed this up no, that happened before the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, honestly, do you have, have that conversation with yourself, Matt? What? that? Have you ever I'm, just been like, I'm a bad dad, just I should happened? not have done this? Because, okay, because here's, here's where I'm at. I think I've been there. I, I have no, I, I'm not really aligned in any sort of special religion. Like, I don't, I don't believe a certain way or not. My whole thing is, I don't know. And I'm not afraid to say that. I don't know a lot of this stuff. Like, I'm st- I'm fucking... Thir- I'm 36 years old. I just turned 36. That's fucking crazy, all right? And I don't... How... I'm still questioning so much about this world and what we're doing and the way we treat each other and why we're here and, and all that kind of things. How am I supposed to explain that to someone who's much younger than me when I'm probably going to have those same questions until the day I die? Yeah. So, so how do you do that? I, I mean, I don't know that there's a, a cut and dry... Like menu, you just have an honest conversation. You do the best you can. Yeah, you do the best you can, and that so, what you think but is what, right. What I'm saying is, though, I'm afraid if I if I had a child, some of these questions that I've had my entire life, they're going to try to ask me those questions, and I'm going to have to tell them. I don't know. Yeah, but I think that's cool. And, but, I think again, you'd rather respect. Someone you don't think that's torturous you, sometimes? Though? I think it, it is. I think it can be oh, because you don't ever lay awake at night thinking crazy shit. And, and being like, this is torture. Yeah, all the time. But I've told you without going into too many specifics that the day that I was finally able to say this is a belief that I have or a belief that I don't have, huge weight goes off. Because, yeah, if you let yourself up all night, what about this, what about that? Like this quest for ultimate knowledge in all subjects, you'll drive yourself crazy. It's just not possible. Yeah. So it probably sounds like a stupid answer, but you do the best you can. What do you think? Try is to right? let them discover those think? answers yeah. on their own. I, I think, I yeah, I think absolutely. Because I think throughout my life, and I'm almost forty, but the, like the weirdest people that I know, 
they usually all have something in common, and what they have in common is they were always told into continuing into the age they are now, this is what you should think, and this is what you should believe. And I think that if you don't give, especially at a very young age, a child the ability to say, you know what, I don't know, think about it, let's use our brain, figure it out. doesn't have to be answered right today, but do your research, check some things out, <coughs> form your own opinion. I mm. think to me that's, I wouldn't say a better way to live, but I think maybe healthier. Plus the journey itself of just living life and trying to figure it out. It's stressful, but at the same time, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know? Do, I mean, well, and that's another thing I wanted to discuss as well. Do you ever, um, do you ever think about just how, just how lucky and fortunate we are to be here and to know that one day that's just going to go away. Like that's just not going to be, you're just not going to be a part of it anymore. Like yeah. there's this really great thing happening here when regardless of politics or, or all the crazy things happening, wars, the way humans treat each other and all that stuff. Through, to be honest, like through my twenties, I had a pretty rough go of it. You know, like I was just, I was trying everything I could trying to figure out what stuck and all that. And, and still today I'm still trying to figure it all out. But but at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm super, I realize that I'm here living life on earth and that, that's a, that's a gift and that's going to go, that's going to go away one day and you're not going to be a part of this amazing thing anymore. Like, do you ever think about that? Well, yeah, but realizing your own mortality is part of the human condition, right? Well, absolutely. And another part of the human condition is always... Everyone's winging it. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. You're all just going off and you think you're doing it this way and you're hoping that it's the right thing to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean... It, so, so it, it's all the same. I don't know. All right, so let me, let me bring that to, to my next question then. And we don't discuss a lot of religion and politics on here, but every now and then I wish that I, I still believed the way that I, like, that I was born and raised. That's, and that's a Christian way because you know what? You can just... I don't want to use the term ignorantly, but you can just say, this is what I believe, but that's, the that's point it, of that. and that's that. But the thing is, I grew up that way, and you know what? I was at peace. Well, well isn't it at peace to be comfort, even, even if it's, like, even if you take, a, it's just a sugar pill, it's just a placebo. Mm. Exactly. If it comforts you, isn't that still good? Don't that's, you feel better? That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it, is to answer that question. And to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize my own mortality, but, it, all right. You're feeling a little scared about that? I got the answer for you. Yeah. You're gonna have eternal life. Like that's what what that's what that's yeah, for. It should make you feel good. Exactly. And then once you buck that, you that's that's your own shit. Once you buck that, which I think a few of us have that are in this room, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's your own fucking burden to bury or, or to bear is to go. Yeah. Well, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. We're just done. <laughs> well, and I think it's. I don't know how much you want to go into this, but I'll just go. So you think about what he was just saying, this this idea that for someone to recognize that if you choose to do this, that you're really not all that important, right? If someone believes, well, there's no eternal life, or you're basically just this grain of sand. We're it's, all nothing, man. We're, we're all really nothing. <laughs> all we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> dust, dust, wind, dude, dude. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't, I don't want to speak ahead of time but i've gotten a, a confirmation that, hope. that that mr dave hope is going to join us That's on great. the podcast who, who is one of the uh people who have composed the song dust in the wind by candace but anyway continue yeah um <laughs> yeah so that 
I don't quite know where I was, but it's the same thing. And I mean, I think you could take it, whether it's religion, again, I may be going down a bad road, but even people that post social media, the, the idea for someone to say, I'm really not all that important. I've got a very limited amount of time here. I'm going to try to figure it out as best I can. I'm going to try to live the best I can. I'm never going to have all the answers. That's just the way it is. That is, I think for me, more difficult than someone that does just say, Oh, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that and I'm going to have this because I think just part of the human condition is people want mm-hmm. attention. <laughs> or, Don't yeah. do that in the microphone. Was that a burp or a fart? <laughs> that was a burp. Okay, that was a burp. Anyway. Uh, but no, I, I think people... I didn't mean to mess I think people like up. to feel that... I, like, I think people like to feel like they're meaningful. Yeah. And I think people like to feel that they're going to be remembered. And I think people... I mean, and I'll just give the two comparisons, whether you think you're going to go to heaven or people that incessantly post on social media. And I know I probably sound like the old, you know, curmudgeon guy, those kids type thing. But I think it's very, very similar in that I want people to see me. I want people to recognize me. I want something that'll be on the cloud or wherever forever. So I think that for a lot of people, that's a substitute to this idea of immortality versus the person that even though it's very difficult just says you know what i've got maybe 80 good years and if i have 80 good years what happens after that i'm gone that's difficult for people a lot of people to be able to say because i think the human condition is to feel important and wanted and part of a community and i think for someone to say it's over when it's over it's very difficult i i think that's i think it's it's valid though <clears throat> to want that uh, uh, sure. uh, Stan Lee just 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 died, right? Yeah, uh, and he's quoted famously for saying that if anyone remembers one of his stories, he'll feel accomplished. Right, mm-hmm. and that man is uh, in his work and what he's done. Even if there's some controversy in that, uh, 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 will live on forever. Uh, especially, you die especially, especially with the way we can archive things now. Yeah, uh, as long as the Earth right. is still here. Stan yeah. Lee will be remembered. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as Earth is around, you will have the X Men. Mm-hmm. You will have any Marvel superhero yep. ever. You know, Spider Man. And, and fucking Spider Man. That even even what like thirty years ago, that was a well shit. I hope I make it because you know I hope somebody saves this comic book or or, or you know love that that much to hold on to it. Right. And now we're just dumping into the cloud. We're just dumping into an archive. And that that makes people feel good about themselves. That's a Absolutely, weird, that's yeah. a weird thing. <clears throat> it that's is a weird thing that you just post on your wall. Post, your, I mean, you're you're making a contribution to this world. People are seeing things. People are liking it. People are right. that's such a weird concept. Uh, I don't know if it adds more distraught to the human condition, but it it, it definitely is fucking with it. See, I think it does. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it. I think it does, but anyway. it's definitely bad. Yeah, I mean it's... the way I, the way I look at it is just you know you kind of, I mean we're all here for a limited amount of time, regardless of what you believe. If you're gonna be living forever in an afterlife or not, whatever. I mean physically you're only here for a certain time. So personally, I've always gotten joy in. It's it's cliche, but service before self. Like, what kind of impact can you make? 
in someone else's lives positively to where that's going to carry on or transcend to, you know, we just talked about kids. Like, what are you going to teach your kids that are going to make them a better person than you in this world? So in my opinion, I mean, it does suck. But with my personal views and beliefs, I don't know if I'm going to live forever. I don't think I am. And we're just hey, hey, Hang on, hang on. Let's back that statement up. Whoa. You don't know if you're going to live forever. You don't think you Well, will. I mean, I just, I don't know if so there's a heaven. So you think there's a chance. I, there, there could be. I, I mean, think there's a chance we could live uh, uh, a lot longer than we normally I mean, it's science, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. The thing about how fast we're progressing with technology. Oh, absolutely. I think we could extend our lives. <laughs> absolutely. This guy is going off. Uh, no, you I, gotta, <laughs> I think so, but that? at the end of the day, your genetics are, well, I'm not going to even get into AI and, and all that stuff. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Dude, I mean, what was that um, uh, that Netflix show? That Altered Carbon or, or whatnot? Yeah, when yeah. You're, you're basically downloading consciousness into like a new shell and this and that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know if I want to do all that. I'm I mean, saying, that's... Uh, dude, you're You might not have a choice. It's, I mean, it's on the way. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's on the way. Off. I mean... Do you think Jesus will come back before then? No. Oh, I just silenced the fucking room. How about that? I, I don't. don't. He know. could. Why do you it's possible. Go there, bro? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a question. I don't know. I, I wanted an answer. Yes. I, I mean, but where where I was going with that was just you know if if I don't live to eighty and I live to sixty five, but I've done something. Colt, in a, Colt, can I interrupt you real quick? Yes. You're gonna live to a hundred and five. I hope so. I want to go to one thirty five. Alan Austin. Is the most persistent. That's true. Like, but the, but they didn't hardcore have they didn't have dude. so many preservatives in food though back then when our parents were growing up. So oh. you know that's he, why, he that's why a lot of fucking coffee. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean it is a stimulant. Yeah. But I mean I hope I live for a really really long time. But me personally, if I can do something that you know if I did something great and you remember me till you know you die. Mission accomplished in my sense. If I can do something, and it's it could be self-gratification on top of what we were talking about as well, but just, I mean, if you surround yourself with good, genuine people and you leave a mark in a genuine way, I mean, I'm happy to die and know that even though I'm, I won't know I'm dead, I did that. You know, I don't live forever. Yeah, Colt, that's, that's interesting you say that, man, because uh, a lot of people say, you die twice. I've heard. I've heard this on a couple different like documentaries or whatever the fuck I watch on Netflix. But um, they say you die once when you physically die, and then you die again the last time someone mentions your name. Mm. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. yeah. Like like that like yeah like everything fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you die twice. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I got a question for you then, Colt. Let's say. Um, Say you're a betting man. Someone gives you a million bucks. You gotta you gotta put a million bucks on not on Michigan. One bet. Yeah. Please don't. Please <laughs> don't do put it, it on Michigan. On Michigan. <laughs> or no, Florida State. No, note that we're coming back to that. <laughs> oh, are we? No, not that, tonight. That'll be fun. Bullshit. It's Saturday. So my question for you is: You got a million bucks. You got to make a bet. You're talking about living forever. Sure. Based on your beliefs right now, for a million dollars, you put that million dollars on the fact that you, Colt Austin, will live forever, or you, Colt Austin, when your physical body expires, that's it. You're done. You got a million bucks to put up the books. What's your bet? So the question is, I could get a million bucks and live forever? No. <laughs> no. 
Okay. The right. question is, you're just making it. You're just we're, making it. Okay, okay. Let me clarify. We're, we're, he's you talking about everything. E- yeah. Go ahead. He's talking about eternal life. Sure. A, a heaven, a hell, or whatever some people may consider a heaven or hell, an afterlife, or a reincarnation, or in anything of that nature. If if you had a million dollars that you had to put down right now, that um, let's just say it goes to your daughter. All right. Um, if you die and there is a, some sort of afterlife, do you put a million dollars on that? Or do you put a million dollars on you die and that's just simply here. it? The, the time you're here, uh, just like it was prior to you being born. Yeah. What do you think is more plausible for that million dollars? Well, I would say I'm a realist at this point in my life, so I would just, I'd take the money now. Or leave it to my, <laughs> <laughs> or just leave it, leave it to my daughter. That's not a, no, you no, know? no. I don't think you're, you're Dick. All right, the the, the point is, you have a million dollars to leave to your daughter if you make the right decision. Mm-hmm. You die today, and that's it. No more Austin. There's no afterlife. There's no reincarnation. There's no heaven. There's no nirvana. There's no anything like that. Or you die, and that's just simply that. That's it. Just like prior to, do you remember when prior to you when you were born? Of course not. Yeah. Okay. So if if you have, if I'm telling you, I'll give you a million dollars if you make the right decision. That's what you were saying, correct, Warren? That's exactly what I was saying. Okay. Basically, if you had to bet everything you have, everything you own, what what's more logical that there's a heaven or that when you die, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's. That's it. Fair enough. I mean, that's why I was saying, like, the mark you leave here is really what's more important than if you live forever the, somewhere else. The time, the time that you're here, that you're guaranteed that you're experiencing. Of course. It, I mean, because the world's fucked up, man. So if you had more people <laughs> doing the right things at the right times and living in the now. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And being a little conservative, thinking yeah. about... The I world think, twenty years Col- from now. Regardless, lost a million dollars. I just lost a million dollars. I mean, I don't care if my kid's taken care of, and she knew Daddy wasn't in the mafia. You know what I'm Damn, saying? Damn, Opal, you hear that? Oh, <laughs> gee, she will. Uh, you know what? That that's one thing I will take credit for. I I started calling Colt's daughter's name is Opal Grace Austin, and when I went to see her the day she was born at the hospital, I was like, "There's OG." Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. OG Austin. So, that's what we call yeah. her now. That's what Kelby and I call her. So like, did you go see OG today? So. Opal Grace Austin. I love that. That's, I, I feel like that's a character in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, no, you? no. Colt and his wife <laughs> are characters. All right, all right. Much? So Colt's Have Colt's you seen name. Her? Colt's Ever, name. I know is, you've seen her a few times, but you, you haven't you seen her. You brought her into the restaurant. Stand, stand, yeah. by, stand by Colt. Colt's name is Colt Austin. That sounds like a clone. Right. Colt Austin. Well, my wife's or, last or name a was Western a movie just star. Like a Western, yeah, yeah. Now, his wife's name was was Faith Stetson. Faith Stetson. Yeah. It sounds like a couple that so, would kill. So when Faith Stetson married Colt Austin, it sounds she like became, Tombstone. She became <laughs> she became Faith Austin. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fantastic, right? Yeah. You can't oh, make she, that she shit up. It. It's not Fate Stetson Austin. Maybe. Who knows? Is that even important? <laughs> middle names? Middle it, names? It, 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 took, no. <laughs> it, it took my wife a year to put her last name as Cramblet. 
son. I don't even know oh, how yeah. to pronounce you, your you wife's last name. You weren't, a, yeah. you weren't married official for like two years. Oh, we were married, but her last name was <laughs> not official, not Facebook. Well, they just admitted but at the same time, do, do I give a shit about any of that? It's just a name. Well, I don't know, do you? Well, that's because no. you're so progressive. No, I just don't. I like, don't. I like how you're on this progressive it's, movement for this whole episode. <laughs> it's progressive. It's 2018. You, hey, we're progressive here in Destin, Florida. Funny side the, story. Uh, I was, I was talking southeast. about. Uh, I was talking about since we since we do talk about local issues here. Uh, the other day, I was talking with my father, and we were talking about uh, local issues and the fact that Crestview's Main Street is beautiful. I, I did an event there last month for their Halloween party and there had to have been 4,000 people there. Like, I think I showed you the picture there. I think there was a lot of people you. there. It, yeah. it, it was just unbelievable. I wasn't expecting that many people to be there. It's great. People of Crestview want to have a place to go. They want to have a place to, but the thing is the city of downtown, they can't serve booze there. Meanwhile, there's a distillery right there. Oh, downtown. Creek? Yeah. Was that, was that your debut as DJ Cream Jam? Hey, I thought you were going to talk about that a little bit. No, I don't want to talk about DJ that at all. Uh, you're a personality, I know. Well, you just said that you DJed that event. No, I didn't say I DJed that event. I said I worked that event. All right, well, now but I just anyway. told you that he DJed that event. Jesus. Anyway. So. He's going to be like, cut that out. I don't, I don't, I don't even. <laughs> I, I just got cut off in the middle of my thoughts. Talk, talk about Crestview. Go Bulldogs, by the way. But it was really funny because the, uh, the band director for several. I think like 20 years was David Cadle. And now David Cadle is the mayor of Crestview. How's that happen? And, but the thing is, everyone is wanting that city to move forward. They should. That is the big out of Oak. Okay, here's what might blow your mind. In in Okaloosa. Progressive. In, in Okaloosa <laughs> County, the Crestview has more people living <clears throat> than Fort Walton, yeah, than Destin, than any Hope other city. city. Baby. But another thing is, you know who... Hub City Barbecue. Do you know who gets the most tax dollars? Destin. No, Destin. By far. Yeah. I think, what did Chatham say? I don't want to misquote him, but I I, I think think he said the city of Destin takes like 70% of the tax dollars that come into the county. That's what I would have thought. They've got to be responsible for three And they get 13% given back to the city of Destin. Well, you're subsidizing, which, which the right hates. You shouldn't subsidize anything. Yeah. But, uh, but I was having a conversation with my father the other day, and we were talking about the mayor of Crestview, and he, and he was like, yeah, I really wish they were more pro... He almost said progressive. He's like, progressive isn't the right word. <laughs> it is here tonight. <laughs> yes, it is, Pops. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it really was. That was just, that was just a, uh, like a little fun moment that uh, I have with my dad. I love my dad. Thanksgiving. Holy shit. How great was each of your uh, Thanksgivings? Phenomenal. Are you not going to finish your story? No, I, I did already. I was downtown, t- downtown Crestview, they're trying to be progressive. What What's holding downtown oh, back? Oh, no, it's going, but uh, basically the the mayor and the these people that have been there for years and years and years. Well, fuck, we lived there. You lived there for five years. I lived there for six years, right? Yeah. Like, you left when you graduated, correct? I did. Pretty shortly after. As soon as I graduated, I left as well. Um, I think Colt did, too. So is this mayor not doing a good job? It, it's... They're just trying to keep it 1990, maybe? I don't know. Just don't because th- you know how to read sheet music doesn't mean you know how to mayor a city. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I Okay. Uh, just because you know how to fucking captain a boat doesn't mean you know how to run a city. 
Oh, oh. we're talking about Destin now. <laughs> Can't be going off and on in all these cities, man. How uh, come there's not more Danny's fried chickens? Um, I think that's Danny's fault. Because that that stuff is not that good. It's Cole. good. That no, no. You talk about that Danny yeah, sauce all the time. That you know what the Danny sauce is? It's mayonnaise, mustard, and relish. The mixture that they put into potato salad. Prior, that's what it is. Condiment King Cole. Mayonnaise, mustard, relish. Everyone yeah, know. knows that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you taste it, if you taste it, you know what's idiot. inside. That's the same people go like Dodge's chicken is really fucking good. No, it's fucking. No, it's not. not. No, it's not. It's under parts. No. It's Danny's. Two no, and and to 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 touch on Colt's point, Colt was t- he would tell me like he would stop at Danny's all the time. He's like that Danny sauce, that Danny sauce, that Danny sauce. So I went through Danny's and I got that shit, and I opened my Danny sauce, and it is legit. It is the mayonnaise, mustard, and pickle relish that they mix with potato salad prior to putting any potatoes in it. Well, it's a restaurant. You just stick your fucking chicken in. So is that just special sauce? I don't. I don't know what it. Maybe. I mean, it's they call it Danny sauce. It's not that good. You mean Danny? Dude, I stopped last. I stopped last night and got just some fingers, and it was delicious. You stopped last night? Yeah, because I was going through. Dude, I couldn't. I couldn't get home on ninety eight from all the Black Friday people traveling. So I took three thirty one to twenty. And then I went through Shalimar <laughs> to get away from it. You know, so, I mean, it, was the chicken delicious or was the condiment delicious? The chicken was fantastic. It was hot, just like they got out of the fryer. Did the breading eat, was did good. Did you eat it like with and without condiment? I did. And then I had a Dr. Pepper as well because it's the best soda. <laughs> I must have had 17 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Hungry, Dr. Pepper is the greatest soda ever. I gotta pee. <laughs> Uh, so anyways um, yeah so anyway <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm not sure how many people might get this reference but originally when I first started to even think about doing a podcast was probably about three and a half years ago um, as you can see a lot of things are different now we have three mics in this room we have sound panels we have lights we have all that stuff however when I first started it, uh, there was a podcast called Panhandlers Podcast the only person I know that actually listened to some of those episodes might be like Mike Van Ness. <laughs> we had and, some groupies, uh, and I I always tell him he's one of my favorite. Shout out Mike Van. Ness. I love you, Mike. One of the shout out from Matt. I'm ready know for if... your Thai restaurant in Southtown. Hurry up, Sabai. Mike, shout Mike out and Sabai Pan Van Not only is the food delicious, but they are also like the best people you'll ever meet. They're about oh shit! What are Shane, you doing over there? Shane's trying to yeah. electrocute all of us. Yeah. Shane got a little it's Lucy wi- and the Goosey it's, with it's wireless. <laughs> Don't shit. spill beer on the keyboard, man. It was a yeah. chill. So, um, what else would you all like to talk about? I mean, you just brought up you the Panhandlers. Where were you going? Where were you going with the Panhandlers? I was just saying, yeah, yeah. We we originally did a podcast called Panhandlers Podcast. We had no idea what we were doing. We had one of these microphones versus three. We would set it in the middle of the room, and we would riff on pretty horrific things, right? There was, was there was the format. Naughty. Yeah, the format was like, didn't we have three topics? Yeah, we Matt of... always did politics. Colt yeah. always did something. Wild card. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. Be- before I even was a thought. Before. Yeah. I who the fuck became, is this guy? <laughs> before I even came in, me and Jared started doing this. Uh, um, it was you guys, right? The yeah, Panhandlers yeah, podcast. Yeah. 
Uh, you guys, us. you guys got together once a week, and that's really what this whole thing is about. The fiftieth episode, fifty. You know, that is why I wanted you guys here for sure, and that's why he wanted you guys here. We, we were talking like, oh, let's let's get this and this and this. You know who? And we we're like, no, man. Like, let's just strip it down. Let's just get a little whiskey going. Let Let's just do the old school panhandlers podcast. I'm like. I don't know what the fuck that is, but sure. Let's, let, let's do that. That sounds good. Let's, it was a fun great. time. Yeah, you heard episodes. We had, how many did we have? Like 10 or 12? Like nine. I think yeah. we did like nine or something. Uh, we got off the rails on several of them. We did. But th- that was but just what more... Was, what was your format? There was really no format. It was about, um, we would discuss things that happened that week. So very topical. Versus... Yeah, kind of. Would you, but, would you take, yeah, at the like, time. Oh, this, but, this, oh this, God, this. remember when we did Ur- U-D-A to Z? Urban Dictionary <laughs> A to Z? We did this thing, That's and I, I, I texted them all, and I said, we're going to do A, A-D, A to Z. Urban Dictionary A to Z. So we each had to bring three Urban Dictionary terms to the table, and we would read off our terms, and you'd have to guess what those terms meant. Now, Like, example. Okay, uh, I think I, the example I, I remember was the Abraham Lincoln. So if you go to Urban Dictionary oh, and you look okay, at the actually. Abraham Lincoln, like like everyone everyone has to guess what the Abraham Lincoln. I believe what I said was when I first heard Abraham Lincoln, you it's where you it catch was? your yeah, you catch your your wife or girlfriend cheating on you, and then you come up behind her and shoot her in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, and that shit. that should be the Abraham Lincoln, oh, and it shit. it wasn't. I don't but. think that was a correct answer. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> but so so the, so basically, what you got with panhandlers is kind of similar to what we're doing right now. Um, just having some beers, having a conversation with people. You know, uh, WMT has turned to do something else. We want to showcase people doing cool things along the Emerald Coast, and that's why. We, <laughs> Whereas this was just pure entertainment. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is garbage. <laughs> oh. Uh, it might have been garbage. I mean, maybe next episode we can get someone that's actually doing something in the panhandle. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. change. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> next next topic. Bring it up. What do we got? Um, how about how about this? Do you serious. feel like our future is bright right now? Wait, are you going now? You're, we're doing the just, panhandler. It, yeah, uh, whatever. It doesn't. Uh, we're doing whatever. Format. It, okay, happening? okay. First of all, is your future bright? And then, do you feel like our country's future is bright? Good God, dude! You're so. Heavy. You're going deep. You're, you're going so deep heavy. down the yeah, hole. Two really quick answers for yeah. me. I don't Chill know, out, and I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. It, it's worth thinking about. I think it's interesting thinking about. But at this point in time, given everything that's happened in the last couple of years, I don't know. Do I hope my future's bright? Do I hope the future of the country and the world and the planet's bright? Yeah, but can I make a prediction now on anything? Nope. Can I even go uh, expand on that a little further and, yeah. and say I, I don't give a fuck? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm fucking done with it. Like, can we just please just get through this next, like two years and then just maybe something Ooh, will fucking happen. But, but it might not so. be two years, man. Wait, you say that, but I'm just saying who I don't care. Who I knows? don't care anymore. I don't fucking care right, anymore. Right, and that's kind right. of probably where well, I am because I've I've got other shit I gotta worry about. We've talked yeah, about we talked about family, we talked about kids, we talked about jobs, like, we talked about like, careers. 
I've got other things. Right. I, I can't let it control well, my life. Let me, you guys are already fucking me already. You guys are fucking everybody else already. Let's just get through it. Let's just fucking try to push through it. All right. Well, let, let me let me put this in front of you. All right. Real quick. All right. So a lot of people know I've said this on this podcast. I think I said it on Panhandlers podcast. Thanksgiving is my absolute favorite holiday. You know why? There's zero expectations from any of us. We just want to see each other. You know, you're my brother. You're my brother. You're my brother. We just want to see each other. We want everyone to have a good day. We want to reflect on it. Warren, if I ask you, what are you thankful for? What's the first three things that come to your mind? The first three things? Yeah, just give me three quick words. I mean, number one, one is family. Absolutely. Number two is life. Yep. And number three is... I, don't, I mean, I don't know where I'd go what, after a family maybe and life. Maybe a job? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I, maybe yeah, the, 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 the ability to yeah. support said life and said family. I, I feel like I know where you're already going. What, Colt, would that be the same for you? I mean, it would, but I'd also throw in their beer, chicken wings, and football. For I'm sure. Danny, Danny's sauce. Yeah. Colt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say the same, so I'm just going to expand on what you just and said. For, and for those of you who don't know, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, but Colt we have. is we the talked condiment to, we, we talked king. about it in September well, I mean, 17th, 17. People just have to know that. I feel like we did. Or we did it on Panhandle. All right. So, <laughs> so, okay. So on Thanksgiving Day, our president, had a news conference. Wait, you're not going to ask me what I was thankful they, for? I, I want to hear what you're thankful for, Shane. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done now. I know, I'd like I'm to hear it. No, I'd like I'm to a, hear it I'm now. A, no, I mean, you interrupted him, no, so. Don't I'm don't get all pouty and shit. No. Turn it a saddie Denton. Dude, his favorite band is Spoon. He's... He's, oh, no, 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 old, no. old Saddy Denton. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Shane. Actually, I'll get a little more of that. <laughs> it was my bourbon. Shane's just poor. I know. Yeah. Shane did bring the bourbon. There for you sure. go. That's a good start, right. too. Yes, right. no, I knew, I knew you were going with All right. this. Go, so, go, go. No, go for it. So, on Thanksgiving Day, our president, the, the, the gentleman that represents us to the rest of the world, was asked... What are you thankful for on this Thanksgiving? And his response was, I'm thankful for the difference that I've made in this country. Yeah. Can, can we even go further than that? Yeah, go ahead. Further than that, uh, uh, our commander-in-chief, who, who it is tradition to, if you are not just there talking to troops, you either do a video message or you, do a, you make a phone call. And he, like, went on a whole tirade about, like, we're sending you guys to the wall, and, like, this and this, and, like, we're, oh, Europe is just fucked, and, you know, dude, outrageous. Like, NATO is not doing their jobs, and we're just going, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, but at, but the main part of the conversation was when they asked him, Mr. President, what are you most thankful for? I am most thankful for the difference that I've made in this country. Yeah. He's thankful for himself. Think about this. If someone asks me what I'm thankful for for Thanksgiving, my, my first answer, number one, is people that love me and that I love, first of all. All right? My ne my next one is that Football. I'm just here, that, that I'm living. I'm living this life with all of you. This is great. This is wonderful. My answer would never be, I'm most thankful for... Uh, how much you love me, Warren. Well, you know, well, how well, much you no, love me, Cole. No, hold, yeah. You got like, to gotta give him credit where the credit is due. What he said first was, I'm thankful for my family. 
He did say that. Fair enough. And then immediately after, he said... All that other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got people, you've got troops on the ground, and that's your whole... It's a morale thing. It's It's to get people going, you know what, man, I'm so sorry that you're away from your family. I'm so bummed that this is what's going on, and I want you to feel... you're doing everything for a country and words are important he briefly says that something that was like uh written and then just goes off and even talks about the fucking uh uh, journalist who got killed in fucking saudi arabia uh the khashoggi dude yeah you're gonna make a fucking speech to the troops on fucking thanksgiving and you're going to talk about the wall? They, these motherfuckers are in, in Afghanistan. They're all over the world. They're everywhere. Every Everyone who is deployed or, or, or stationed at different places all around the world, they're hearing the same shit, and you're just talking about the fucking wall? You're talking about the fucking journalists who got killed that you're not doing a goddamn thing about. You're talking about your policy. You're talking about how you fucking won the midterms. Dude, get the fuck out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why it's surprising. I don't know fuck. why it surprises you guys. You guys it doesn't guys, surprise me. This guy's been like just doing sad. this since it's day one. Sad. It enrages me. I'm yeah, so it's bad. bad. You know. Yeah. I mean, we're we're in a bad spot. I mean, anybody that's intelligent that has a brain can see that uh, it's not right. Well, you know. I. I just I I want to disagree with that so bad. I you can't. Like, I feel like it's right to disagree <laughs> with that to be like, no man, like you know maybe they see something different or. Dude, the roots of what his beliefs are, though, you know, and I'm not trying to. I mean, he has none. I mean, so the fact that other actions like it's all him. progress, yeah. I mean, that's he was given like so much money when he was younger. He was given everything. Just a small loan. Small loan of money. No, no, it's not. No, it's a small loan. But the fact that his dad, (laughs) the fact that his dad and other people like fucking drained it in his brain, you're never wrong, blame somebody else when it's not you. That's the aggressive fucking tactic that's going on right now. And a lot of people that are intelligent see it. And I don't want to say people that don't see it. You're exactly right. And the the biggest problem I have with anybody is always... Uh, deflecting responsibility. Of course. That that's my biggest problem with anyone. Like, if a Matt Jones over here. He is Jones. I was Jones in over here. You um, need to say something. But but my issue is, and he, and even being in band management, I've dealt with some artists who, um, if anything goes wrong, if they say something they shouldn't, it's always someone else's fault. It, it's never. I might have said something I shouldn't have. I might zero self awareness. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the most that's the most dangerous thing. And I, we we get some people who listen to this. We we've had what like uh, several foreign countries that oh, listen yeah, to this yeah, yeah. all the time. We look at our listeners all the time, and there's people that listen in uh, fucking Lithuania, Russia, fucking yeah, wherever. Yeah, we get yeah, we yeah. get listeners from all over the place. Got Vladimir on here, and I I just want to say like. This dude Calm is down. this dude is not on my team. This dude does not represent me. This dude does not represent most of our country. 
Could you agree with that? Get in um, there, Matt. Get in ki- there. Kind of. I mean, I think it's probably, again, we'll, Is it we'll sc- go down the road. It's scary. Yeah, I, I think it's scary, but probably for different reasons. And, and let me just clarify for all of you and, and the people that might listen to this. Uh, did I vote for him? No. Would I vote for him? No. Do I think he's dangerous on some levels? Yes. Uh, I'm not a supporter at all. But going to something that Colt said, number one, I don't think he believes, like truly believes as a human, a lot of what he says. I think he's figured out a way to tap into the lowest common denominator within the population of the United States. Okay, explain. Hang on, hang on. Time out, time out. Explain the lowest. What do you mean by the lowest common denominator? I think the lowest common denominator is people that, if we're just going to make this simple and short and sweet, angry people. Okay. Can, can we also stop sure. and, and back up just for a second? Because you said you don't think he believes in basically what he's saying. Well, okay? I think some things. I, but 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 the issue with that is is that then what does he believe in? He's just talking. You're giving him an out. No, no, uh, and and that's a fair point. So let me clarify even further. Uh, he is the biggest narcissist I've ever seen. Um, so I don't know that I'm giving him an out necessarily, um, but I think no matter what side you fall on, you have to agree that what he has been able to do and what he has been able to convince people of, even though it's d- demonstrably wrong and incorrect, you've got to give the guy credit for that. However it is, whatever he tapped into... Hey, hang on, though. For you someone did, you like said that, like, even if it's demonstrably wrong, like that, yeah. that, that seems Hitler-ish. And uh, I, and hang on, see, hang on, hang on, hang yeah, on. Yeah. Time out, time out. No, I'm not calling out. him Hitler. Hey, I, hey, stand the fuck by. I'm not <laughs> calling him Hitler. But what I'm saying is that seems like the same exact characteristics as as you would be explaining to what to what challenged and created World War II. Yeah. So so I'm not an expert. Here's here's my thought on that, and then I want to move on because I don't think this takes us anywhere. Do I think that he has some of the same character? If you want to say, does he have historically similar characteristics to to Hitler? I'll give you that. I will say yes. Where I think people on the exact opposite side, of which I believe I'm a part of 99% of the time, I don't believe that it's a fair comparison to say he is Hitler. I agree. And, And going, so that's the thing. Again, do I like him? No. Do I think he's the worst president that has ever been president of the United States without question. But I don't think the other side helps themselves when they say he equals Hitler. And I would go back, and my whole point in all of this, just don't be a hypocrite. What I thought was disgusting was when Barack Obama was elected, you saw all these people protesting, and Obama had the Joker mask and the clown face. I thought that was disgusting. If you also agree that's disgusting, you can have a conversation about issues and facts of which I believe President Trump, you could easily, if he's willing to engage with you in a conversation, you can prove him wrong on just about everything that comes out of his mouth. Absolutely. But you, but when you resort to it's Nazism and it's this and that, I think that loses a percentage I of the population agree. that you could agree. normally get. And here's the other thing, and you said this, and, and, I, and again, I hate it when the, when the extreme left puts me in this position to have to defend Trump, Um, But here's where I might um, do that is when you said Trump is angry at NATO, 
is it a provable fact that we have subsidized NATO since the beginning of time and NATO does not pay their fair share? I would have to say factually, I, I would agree, but you cannot speak the way that man speaks Absolutely. about the countries in NATO. That's where he goes wrong. If you want to tell me, I think we should have secure borders, and if you come here, you should come here legally, you might be able to convince me that that's correct. But where, where he goes wrong is, oh, they're rapists and they're murderers. So that's where I think Trump has an issue in that I don't necessarily buy into this argument that all of the things that he says are factually incorrect. You just can't be, you cannot be the horrible human being, narcissist, self-righteous person when you explain those positions. Where, where it gets dangerous, though is by saying those people are these things. Uh, and I agree. And if, if you're going to ask me, like, the bet I tried to play with Colt that we didn't figure out for 10 minutes <laughs> but, until he figured out, but if you were to say, is Donald Trump dangerous, Matt, for a million yes or no, he, yes, he is dangerous. And, and that's a phenomenal point, too, because asking somebody a question, asking somebody the question that, that they don't know the answer to, but getting them riled up enough to where yeah. they do that, just, like, that's what they did for the fucking midterms. Yes, this fucking caravan. Correct. Is the caravan in the fucking news right now? No. But that caravan literally carried the fucking red to winning. Most states. Uh, um, no, they didn't win. You had a 36, I, th- I think 36 seat exchange in Congress. In the House. That's that's what's really important. But what I'm saying is, man, is that it, 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 it riles them up. It... it, it, it Literally, what he did, he knew. He Fear. everyone knows. Everyone knows Fear. that even that caravan's coming, which that is a thing that happens all the time. This is a large one, but it happens all the time. They are coming. They're not even gonna get here till fucking April. But they rev that shit up like it was gonna happen fucking tomorrow. I thought it was yeah. gonna they, happen around election time. And you know, no because shit. you because you, you know? fucking watch the news. Yeah, exactly. And then they sent five thousand fucking troops to the yeah. board. They knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. That asshole knows, and that's how that's where you give him credit. You know how to fucking pander to yeah. everyone Manipulate. in your demographic. Yeah. And and that's what I say is it's kinda of like I mean, to use a horrible expression from today, do I hate the Ohio State Buckeyes much like I hate President Trump? Yes. Absolutely. But do I have to admit that somehow today Ohio State figured out a way to whoop Michigan's ass? And do even you, if even if I do I still hate Ohio State? Absolutely. But do I have to give credit where credit's due and say however you did it, you figured out a way, you got to give them credit? The same thing with Trump. Uh, You're a I terrible don't, I don't person. agree. That's a football game. You figured out a way to beat a football no, no. team. It's just no, an no, analogy. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I understand it's an analogy. But th- you just described a way of moving human people into a thing to manipulate them to think your way versus a football I just game. described a way a team yeah. I just described a yeah. way how a team of yeah. people I'd, figured out a way to beat yes. a team no, no, of people I, that I, were I, better I, than I, them. I, I get your yes, I correct. get your analogy, but I I don't think it's even close to the same ballpark. No, because no, we're talking yeah, about yeah. playing yes, a, a yes. fucking football game, and we're talking about <laughs> human humans, people. Yes, but what he's saying is that they figured out the strategy to fucking rile yeah. up all these 
fucking people. You figured out a way to, to win like, a game you should have never they, been able to win. Literally, is it, is literally people, sad? Are, people are asking themselves yeah. in a fucking Florida election, do I vote fucking Gillum or do I vote DeSantis? Well, Gillum's for Hillary. What the fuck does Hillary Clinton have to do with shit? But if you go, look, but yeah, but if you vote DeSantis, he's going to stop the fucking caravan. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You're on, like, eight other fucking levels. It makes no goddamn sense. But the fucking Trump administration knows how to push those fucking buttons. It is some bullshit, but he knows how to do it. That's just politics, man. That's politics. Yeah, give credit where his credit's due. Yeah, you fucking Uh got it, man. You've got the fucking formula. Holla. Can we borrow that? What, <laughs> hang on though, hang on though, hang on though. What does that say about the people that buy that shit? Alright, so so I'm gonna give you an example real quick. Um a couple years ago. Is there more beer in the back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I uh I had a I had a conversation with my father who I consider one of the smartest people I ever met in my life. I, I love my dad to death. But uh, I had a conversation with him. And uh, we we both know we differ on the sides of the political aisle. And I remember I asked him, I said, Are you, how do you feel about this guy? And he was like, he makes me sick. My, my father's exact words were, Donald Trump makes me sick. And he asked me about me. And I said, um... Uh, Hillary Clinton kind of makes me sick too, so I, I guess we're we're just both kind of in a in a rough place right now. Yeah. So the tough part that I have is, how do you go from saying this guy makes you sick to all of a sudden like this guy is the best thing that the ever Messiah. happened? Yeah. To to your party, um, I feel like you have to call bullshit on your bullshit. Um, for example. When I went to vote in 2016, that was a really hard day. I had a tough time because I had to vote for someone that I didn't think would be a great president. But I was just so terrified of the other person coming yeah, through. Does that make fear. sense? Yeah, it's fear. Yeah. It's like the worser of the evils, right? Yeah, I mean, lesser of the two evils. Yeah. Yeah, so to speak. But uh, but who knows? I mean, fuck. Mm-hmm. This is uh this is our fiftieth episode and I feel like we've just uh been breaking down issues the whole time. <laughs> breaking down walls, bro. Uh we, we talked uh, we talked quite a bit about uh having children and, and how that works. And uh we transitioned into uh politics a little bit. Uh it, it kinda feels like it's a, a panhandlers podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Which, it does. which honestly is what I wanted. Um but I, hopefully I, a little more intelligent and a little more who knows yeah, i mean i don't know if anyone's still listening to this now after 50 episodes of listening to me talk to people i, I hope you enjoy it um i hope you i hope you dig what you're listening to uh i'm so glad to have uh three really great friends that are in here with me right now mr colt austin hey. uh, my brother matt aka warren to the rescue Juan. cramblet and uh, shane denton the uh, it's been it's been a pleasure, gentlemen, and uh, I know it's really late on a Saturday. Colt, you're normally asleep by nine o'clock. Dude, I'm in I'm in bed at nine. Yeah. I I um, mean, and uh, it's past midnight. That's so. that's impressive. 
I'm so, not at a dead and company show, so this is pretty amazing um, that I'm still awake. Um, and I, and I know I've kind of talked to you guys about it before, but uh, every ten episodes, I want to get you guys back in here because I feel like we do something different with this podcast. Um, most of the time, I come in here, I, I ask people questions, tap into their, you know, psychology, ask them what they're doing and everything. But uh, but tonight, it's been really special having uh, really great friends surrounded. And uh, I'd like to do this with you guys every like ten ten episodes. Or That'd so. be great. Thanks I for having do, us back. Yeah, I want to do it as much as we can. You know, I, I do have one question before we sign off. Yeah, absolutely, man. Go ahead. So, when is this Red Lobster thing gonna happen? Because we've talked, <laughs> you know. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus! All, all I'm saying, we we got to figure it out. Um, I think that goes through November, so I think it's, we just missed it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like the later we prolong this it's going to be worse for everyone's intestines and everything like that so we should do it as soon as we can yeah maybe with everyone's schedule yeah, yeah. So. for for those of you who might not know what we're talking about we we are going to do a all you can eat shrimp special at shrimp, red lobster shrimp scampi special <laughs> it's got to be all shrimp scampi it can't we've, be we've talked else. about it a few times yeah, it's yeah the, the last couple of years, we haven't done it yet. And right now, they're saying, you know, fifteen ninety nine until it closes. Can you imagine the amount of garlic shrimp And it's gonna only going to go up. It might be sixteen ninety nine next year. It could be. we got to do this before inflation takes hold. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, yeah, I, might, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I might not make it. Well, but uh, but thank, it was it was a pleasure hanging yeah, out with you guys. For us, yeah, and of course. Thanks for hanging out and hanging out and having us Shit. on the show. I mean, I could go for another an hour, but uh, un- my, I feel like I have to mention this on. We this could podcast. be a two parter. Our uh, our friend Travis Riggs is about to take take a journey. Oh, he's, for plunging. A, uh, he's plunging. He's on Mars. Yeah, he's, he's on uh, Mars, right? Uh, he's going on the first um, trip. I don't. I don't think Travis Riggs listens to this, but most of you who do might know who Travis is. Um, he's about to go to Thailand for six months. Um, I had lunch with him a couple like weeks ago, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai and Chiang," <laughs> and I was like. Uh, a lot of Changs. Uh, uh, a lot of Changs. I was like, yeah, of course you know more about Thailand than I do, He's motherfucker. You're about Ari. to go there. I, lo- I love that people have been asking me, like, well, what is he going for? Uh, fucking nothing. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> He's, He's doing the Ari. That's, no, that's the best response. Um, He's flying out there with his lady. I hope they have a great time. Um, We're about to actually get out of here and go to Red Door to... Because that's the best idea. Say sayonara to Travis Riggs. Who's going to Thailand for six months? Wrong time. Um, I can't even imagine <laughs> what that might look like. I can't even Shout imagine out, the planning. Um, but uh, the one, the one thing I was about Travis Riggs. He has he has ideas all the time, and uh, a lot of times I'm just like, yeah, man, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, but I, I I think Travis got his shit together. He's got a really good girl going with him, and uh, they're gonna have a really good time and. Fucking Thailand for well, six Make months. sure he's a guest when he comes back. Tell you all about his immediately. Six months in Thailand. Um, actually, um, our friend Kyle Reed is going to come on the podcast in two weeks. Who actually went to Thailand to teach English as a second language, ESOL. If you didn't know that, I did. I didn't. E S O L. I didn't know that. Uh, ESOL, <laughs> uh, and he's going to talk to us all about Thailand. That might kind of fall in about a lot of that stuff. So. Uh, Colt, Matt, Shane, 
thank you all so much. That's this is really special no. to me. Like no, I thanks for having. I, us I know we just kind of like. <clears throat> can I can I also say? Yeah yeah go ahead Shane. Thank you man. Uh, it's been me and you for this journey fifty episodes. <laughs> this is fifty. Is that crazy? He just talked about. Damn dude, last time I was here was a year ago. Yeah, Matt, I mean, you were here like what? Congrats like, to you nine guys. months ago. You guys six killing months it. Ago. Yeah. Like, look at that. The wall is filling up. People are filling up. Dates are filling up. I will say to listeners <laughs> that are there, thank you so much. Uh, but it's been a journey, man. And I am stoked that me and you have been here. Shit. Over a year. Yeah. 50 episodes. And we're still going. People might not know that little inside. This actually isn't the 50th episode. We have one more coming up, and then we're going to put this out it's on 49. It's 49. It's 49, and then it's going to be 50. That's how the, we're just assholes like that. But we're going to put this out next week. That's what it is. Dude, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting yeah. us. Yeah, and uh, uh, both Colt and Matt, thank you, because I started Pensacola, pod, uh, Pensacola Panhandlers with you all as well. Florida Panhandlers. Um, no, it's Pensacola Panhandlers. But it doesn't matter. We're, this is way Shut better up, than what we used to do. do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much. Uh, th- this really means a lot to me, man. We, uh, when we started doing this... I, I think it was an idea at before. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, do you want to try to do this? Yeah, man, motherfucker, <laughs> I built these fucking uh, panels, put yeah. things in the doors, I bought you all these microphones. got a real pro set up here. Dude, and and yeah. I, I said, man, we're going to do it. And uh, uh, for my 50th episode, I just want my best friends here. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, yeah, Shane. Thank you. For all being here. This, this was, a, this was yeah. a blast. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know if uh, listeners, if you enjoy it, that's great. Give us a like. If you didn't, uh, send me that as well. Tell me how much you hate me. So uh, we're going to get out of here. It's a uh, uh, regular scheduled program. Next week, <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go to our uh, our friend Travis is going to Thailand for uh, like almost a whole year, so we're gonna go to his goodbye party. Door. Thank you everyone for listening. Fiftieth episode, Wimpy Podcast. Fucking fifty episodes, in the books, dude. Fifty episodes. How about that? Right um, also, thank you, Shane, so much, man. Um, I, I I know I try to give you shout outs all the time, but. Uh, most of the time, you sit behind the the board and make sure we sound good on all this, or the best we could sound. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you, Cole. You're my best friend. I love you. I love you as to, well. To fucking death, yeah. uh, Matt. You're my big brother. So he has. Warren. So he has. So he has to love you. Yeah. He has yeah, to. Juan. We just call him Juan. Um, Juan. Uh, anytime I've ever needed you, uh, tonight, for is a classic example. Or. Um, uh, on this podcast or anything else, man. I, I appreciate you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. Yeah. So I appreciate for uh, all of you listening. I hope you had a good time listening. And we will see you in a couple days. Peace.